Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody. Today we have on Trina Little, who is YouTube queen. She has grown her YouTube channel, her audience with video content, and it's really, really impacted the way that she does video business and the way that she engages with her people. And she is breaking all of that down today. Yeah, we are talking through the benefits of having your own YouTube channel, how to get over the overwhelm of creating video content, examples of ways to brainstorm awesome ideas, the exact process you should go through for setting up your YouTube and posting your video content, and even some awesome ways to get your videos to rank on Google. This is going to be an awesome episode, and I'm excited for you to jump right in. Today on the podcast, we have Trina Little. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Awesome. Well, we hear you might know a thing or two about running and managing a YouTube channel. And I think a lot of people in our audience are very hashtag extremely hesitant to put themselves out there online and especially that really personal way of using video. So talk to us about why specifically not just video, but why a YouTube channel is super beneficial for businesses. Well, I mean, we've all seen the rise of video, whether it's been Snapchat, Instagram stories, Facebook Live, they're all on the rise. And Every business is pretty much incorporating a video strategy at some level. And the reason why YouTube specifically I focus on is the search ranking capability. So a lot of people don't really think about YouTube as a search engine, but how many times do you go to YouTube to search how to XYZ? And so by having videos there that you can help your potential audience get through a pain point, 
Not only are you going to build your visibility because people are trying to get that problem solved, but you're also building your reputation, building your credibility by showing them, you know, this is the real deal. She knows what she's talking about and she helped me. So when the time comes that they need to purchase something or work with somebody or finally spend that money, they already have you at the top of their mind because you helped them through that pain point. And that's why I really focus on YouTube because until Facebook has that search engine capability, no new audience is going to find you unless, you know, they're on your list and they found you, your Facebook group through there or, you know, some other way. There's no search engine capability yet through Facebook. Yeah, I wish Facebook would have that. I was trying to creep on someone the other day and I know that they had shared a certain article. And so I was like trying to use Facebook search like to try to find the thing. It took me like 30 minutes. I eventually found it, but it is not easy. And I think it's something they're really underutilizing. But side note, that's about Facebook. (laughs) So, okay, if we know it's beneficial, we know it like gets our faces in front of our people. Okay, okay, sure. But what are your, what is your advice for people who are like, scared shitless to get in front of the camera and like be themselves and say words out of their mouth without like freezing up and being super, super nervous. Mm -hmm. So I tell people to start practicing. I know a couple people that I've worked with, they started on Instagram stories. They they knew it expired in 24 hours. So they got a little bit more comfortable watching themselves, hearing themselves. You can just be like, whatever, it's going to be gone soon. Yeah, (laughs) so I start there. I tell them to start there. And then I definitely suggest doing a script because if you just turn a camera on with really no path, you're just going to get even more scared. You're going to stare at that camera and just totally freeze. And so what I, I actually did in the beginning to make sure I was getting more comfortable in camera because I didn't start out the YouTube personality that I am on my channel, it took me some time to get comfortable. And so I wrote a script. And instead of even having a teleprompter, what I did was I would look at my script, remember a couple lines, look up at the camera, deliver those lines, take a pause, look at the next few lines, remember them, look up. And then in the editing process, all I did was cut out those spaces. So I knew what I was talking about. I made, I didn't have to memorize this giant script to make it scary. And if you start out talking about content you're comfortable with, which is what your business is probably built on, it makes it a little bit easier to put yourself on camera. Yeah, we've definitely tried remembering ridiculous amounts of copy. (laughs) Yeah, no. It doesn't work very well. So the teleprompter can help, but I like the idea of remembering two sentences. I think I could handle that. Emily is a little more fluid with her words. I tend to like make words up when I'm on video, (laughs) like slur my words, turn words into words that don't exist. So (laughs) I feel you guys' pain. Like it's, it's a real thing. And even though like I can talk, like obviously I'm talking right now. I can I can do this all day long. But I something about being on camera just makes me a very uncomfortable person and I tend to make more mistakes than I would if I was just having a conversation. So is there a way you found to make it a little more natural and less robotic for people? Yeah, and so I mean that's a huge thing, right? We We want to be perfect on camera, and so that's maybe why you're not creating content yet, because you want it to be perfect, but 
who's going to respond to a perfect robot, you know? So the more, if you leave the, a few mistakes in or you stumble over a few words here or there, that's okay because that makes you more relatable. That makes people realize, oh, she's like me. She's not perfect either. I can relate to her easier. And so I think it's okay if you do stumble over a few words, leave them in there. It just, it makes you more you. It gets your personality across and allows people to connect with you quicker, building on that know, like, and trust factor. So I know that you talk about how videos are good for literally all businesses and you give some amazing ideas. You have some programs inside of your school that help generate ideas for different industries. But we talk about video all the time of go host a webinar or go on Facebook Live or do this. But our product people or our wedding planner people or our photographers are like, okay, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense for me. So can you just give us a quick rundown of ideas that can maybe start brainstorming for those type of industries who feel like this isn't a spot for them? So for product, I had a client, she sells cell phones and uh, she sells hand-painted cell phones. So she showed the entire process of her painting her cell phones. You could also share how you, you know, what your sending process is, you know, how you package your products. You can show what's in your bag product, like video, so that you can show off your your product. So you just need to think about ways that you can show off your product in videos that your audience would be searching. Wedding planning, I have quite a few wedding planners that were clients. We've come up with lots of ideas. And with that, you want to start thinking about how can you help the bride if you can't be there with them? What's some quick tips you can give them to get started? or if they have questions about cake or vendors or how to find the right wedding photographer, if you can provide them those tips and that insight from a wedding planner person, a wedding planner, then they, again, they're going to develop that relationship with you. Mm -hmm. If you're near them, they're going to want to reach out to you, work with you. And YouTube has the capability to tag your videos for your location and stuff too, so you can reach more of those people in your specific location. And so wedding planners, I mean, we've come up with so many video ideas for wedding planners that YouTube is huge how-tos for wedding planners, so there is no limited supply of videos for that industry. So is there like a certain set of questions I could ask myself to brainstorm ideas or like how, how can I just get some ideas out quickly on paper, even if I'm not like married to them quite yet pun intended take a look no problem (laughs) take a look at frequently asked questions you get or frequently asked questions you see in facebook or instagram revolving around your niche or your product and then go to youtube so the biggest problem that happens with people who create videos they don't validate their idea so they might get some questions similar questions but is that how people are typing that into youtube so you really Mm -hmm. need to do some research on youtube to find the exact phrasing that people are putting into youtube otherwise your video is never going to be found because it's so seo centric on youtube so coming up with like a catchy title or a cheeky title to grab attention with like a blog post or a Pinterest image isn't going to perform on YouTube the same way. So you really need to find those exact phrases people are searching and look at other people on YouTube that are creating content revolving around your niche. What videos are they creating? What videos are popular of theirs that people are responding to? And then put your own take on it, provide your own input, your own advice on that topic. So talking about SEO on YouTube, I think one of the biggest frustrations that we had is that we focus so much on our blog and on 
like text on our website because it works so well with Google. We can be found a lot easier over there. It's, searchability is incredible. You can make sure your site is optimized like pretty simply. I feel like it's a whole nother ball game with video and making sure that people can find your content and how it's read. So talk to me about the difference of like being able to find content on YouTube versus Google video content and how you can make sure that your videos can actually be found. So your videos can show up on the top of Google search results. And the one video I did for your channel, like how to grow your business with YouTube, ranks number one in YouTube for how to grow your business in YouTube, or however it was titled. But it's the first search result. And being a video, it will be one of the results that has an image linked to it as well. So that's going to catch an eye a lot quicker than just text results. So being on YouTube gets you also ranked on Google because they are the same company and Google really values YouTube content. If you can embed it into your website, you know, get views and likes over there, YouTube will rank your video higher and Google will recognize that and put them, put you at the top of the search result for that as well. As far as coming up with a search engine optimization strategy for your, your video, it's really important. The three most important things are your title, your description box, and your tags. And depending on what your primary keyword is going to be, your primary keyword or keyword phrase, that's going to be your title. You wanna make sure you have that phrase as well in your description box and in your tag. So you can ensure if anybody is searching that phrase, your video, YouTube will recognize your video having that metadata to pop you up to the top of search results. So what other things should you include in the description? I know some people are like, you need links and you need this and you need that. Like, And it can get really overwhelming really quickly. Mm-hmm. Is there like, break it down. What are the simple mm-hmm. steps that I need to take with that description box? So to really utilize YouTube to grow your business and convert viewers to leads, people on your email list, the first line in your YouTube description box needs to have a link to your opt-in. And that's how you're going to convert your viewers into your email list, into potential buyers, you know, funnel them through whatever funnel that you have. So what I always put is I reiterate the title again as the first thing in the description box, just so that YouTube recognizes that again. And then I will put the link to my opt-in. I'll say, grab my free template here and put the link in. Make sure you call that out in your video. Obviously let them know that that link is down there. And then I will put in a mini blog using my keywords and phrases in a conversational text. You don't just want to list out your keywords. And I suggest having like six to 10 keywords and phrases. And you find those by doing the research to see what people are searching. And I just write, it's maybe three, four sentences long in my description box with those keywords and phrases. So YouTube, again, remember, sees that metadata so they know where to rank me in that content. And then you can have links to your social media. You can ask them to subscribe to your channel. You can put a click to tweet link as well. But that blog, that mini blog, that couple sentences and reiterating that title is going to be what's important in that description box to send that data back to YouTube. And obviously that link is going to be what's converting your viewers. So are you spending the time every time you want to put up a new video of researching that title, researching what those keywords could be, or do you like have a bank of keywords and phrases that you're just pulling from because you know what your general topics are going to be for your business? 
Mm-hmm. So the very first step before you create any content specifically for YouTube is you need to do the research. You need to find those keywords and phrases, validate that idea. So when you are speaking in your YouTube video, you're also saying those phrases because you based your content around that phrase because YouTube also reads your transcript and what you're saying so it knows where to rank you as well. So the more times you can say that phrase in your video, the more it gets ranked. So I will research my six to 10 keyword and phrases before I even craft my content so that I know how to word it, how I wanna say it, you know, how to make sure I'm saying the title of the video at the very beginning of the video. And then I do obviously kind of cover some similar content so I know what keywords and phrases that I do wanna use from previous videos. So I do kind of have a bank as well, but it's definitely important to have those six to 10 for every single video before you create your content. Gotcha. So when you say transcript, do you mean like Google gods, like listen to your video and like create a virtual transcript and like robots figure this shit out? Or do you have to like listen to your video and type a transcript like I'm used to typing for our Facebook ads? So YouTube does, if you leave your video up for like a couple hours, the YouTube or Google gods will read your, will read it and spit out a transcript. And it has been better. It's gotten better. A year ago, it was a total mess if you just (laughs) let that transcript up, but it's gotten better. So now I'm to the point where I can go through and listen to the video and just fix a few things here and there based on the generated transcript they give me because I always know they're not going to say my name right. It's always in my video. I say justice hips with Trina. It always comes up with justice with something or other. It's always (laughs) wrong. And so um, you can go in there and fix it, or there's other services that you can pay for for like a dollar a minute uh, for your video to transcribe it and send it to you as well. So you do go in and fix the transcript, mm-hmm. or is it, doesn't it have a, like a CRT file? I don't even, okay. SRT. 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 Okay, I'm not totally crazy. I, I'm learning, people. This is new to me, too. <laughs> yeah. This is so... so- Help me with this, because right now, and I mean, we have a YouTube channel. We have, luckily, people who manage it for us, thank (laughs) God, and people creating content for us. But I'm kind of feeling like this is yet one more place where I'm going to have to, like, curate a content calendar, research all of my stuff, like, craft all of these things. Do I need to focus on, like, blogging and YouTubing and Facebook Live and Insta Stories, all of these areas? Like, do you suggest being in all of those places at once? So I use YouTube as my main hub. And so what I will do is I will create the video and then on my blog, which you could do either way, you could transcript your video and use it as your blog post if you wanted to. But what I do is I kind of summarize what my video is about. Then I embed my video into my blog post because that helps your blog rank higher because you have video content embedded. Mm -hmm. And it also helps your YouTube channel rank higher because you have your video embedded into your blog. And so then I'll have my video and then below it, I'll just have kind of key takeaways using those keywords phrases so that people can get a gist of what it's about or watch the video if they want. So then I will cut up pieces of the video, use it for my Instagram footage, use it for my Twitter footage. I do make a Pinterest pretty image and use that for Pinterest. So it's not really creating more content. It's just creating a different type of content. You can also publish it to Facebook using it, using it on your Facebook page. You can use that uh, promo clip that I use on Instagram, Instagram stories, Twitter. You can use that on Facebook as well. So it's 
just looking at content a different way and using it on all places and just curating that one piece of content into like five or six different platforms. And it it saved me time not having to come up with different content for every single yeah. stinking platform. <laughs> Repurpose, people. Repurpose. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, on that Pinterest graphic, real quick, sure. do you make it known like on the graphic that it's a video or like do you just does it just look like a regular like blog post graphic so I will create sometimes I create two Pinterest images which I've been testing to see what converts better with like a with like a play button on it and sometimes I'll send that directly to my YouTube video because I I'm focused on growing my channel and creating relationships in the comment section in YouTube. Whereas I don't, I do push some traffic to my website as well, but I'm focused on creating my community there on YouTube. So I've created some Pinterest images with play buttons that go right to my YouTube channel. And then I created some images that don't have a play button that go right to my website. Do you have any data on that yet? Not really. I have haven't really tested it a lot and analyzed it yet to see exactly what's working. I do know Pinterest is one of my top traffic sources to my YouTube channel. Awesome. That's great. Good to know. (laughs) But it's also one of my top resource traffics to my blog as well. So right, right. Well, and which is the point. Yeah. 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 So send like spend the energy sending people from Pinterest to the YouTube channel, because you know from there, they're going to download stuff, sign up for your list, and go look more at your website. It's and it's all deciding what your strategy is going to be. What's yeah. what's the point of your YouTube channel? Is it your your point is to, you know, grow your community there on YouTube and convert people through video? Or is it just like a complimentary piece of your blog that right. you want to embed those videos to your blog and you don't really care about subscribers on YouTube? You just want to complement your blog post with video. Love it. Talk to, oh, go ahead, Abby. I was going to say, have you found if there was like a perfect, not obviously not perfect, but is there an (laughs) ideal, (laughs) an ideal time for how long you should shoot for these videos being like is a five minute video ideal or 30 minute videos like way too long? Like what are people really engaging more with? It really depends on the content that you're sharing. It really needs to be valuable the whole way through. And YouTube does give you that analytics. So you can go in after your video has been live for about a week and you can see where people start dropping off. So that's where you can really start to figure out what your audience is responding to. Are they sticking around for the longer videos or are they dropping off at like three, four minutes? And so then that can really help you craft your length of your video. I just started my channel out last year doing one minute tips. I just gave a one minute tip, but then I got more questions. I got more in depth with some of my tips. So they did get a little longer. And so if it's easier for you to start out with video content, if you want to be consistent, maybe just do a three to five minute video and see how your audience is responding. And then maybe add in some tutorials that are longer because YouTube loves longer content as well because that keeps people watching YouTube. It keeps people on the platform longer. So the longer you can keep people on the platform, the more boost YouTube is going to give you in search results as well. So start out with what you can manage. See how that works. Maybe branch off to a little bit longer content. See how your audience responds to that by checking your uh, retention analytics. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So what are your thoughts on like time sensitive videos? Like if we have a launch coming up, that's, you know, time sensitive or some sign up offer or cart closing or whatever. Do you find it beneficial to create video content and like promote it on YouTube? Not necessarily paid promotion, but putting it heavily on YouTube and getting that ranked if it's like not really relevant after 30 days or something? You could, and then you could, I mean, you could always click it to unpublish, I mean, unlisted, and so it's still there for you. Uh, maybe you decide to reuse it again. Maybe you didn't, put sp- you didn't put specific dates in there, and so maybe you could reuse it again. You just push it as public again. 
I really craft, I'm launching real soon and I've crafted my content leading into my launch. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of taken baby steps. This is what you need to do to get to the point that you need my course or my program or my service. So I've crafted an entire quarter's worth of content leading up to my launch. And that's how I've really created that content because then it's still evergreen content. It's still content that's going to help people. It gives them tips. It gives them tutorials to help them where they're struggling with. But if they were a viewer of mine and they've watched the entire series, then it's gotten them ready for the launch. Gotcha. Gotcha. So maybe because we kind of do that. We've, we've, done that strategy for the blog, it's been a while where we did the lead up content to whatever it is that we're going to sell or promote. But we would also do a blog post that was time sensitive as in like, come to this webinar that's happening on this date, blah, blah, blah. So I'm wondering, and we can test it for this next launch just to see how it goes, but like doing a um, that lead up content and then doing a video that's like, we have this challenge or we have this webinar, we have this thing. Because if people are coming to the channel on a frequent basis, that's just one more spot for them to see stuff like that. So it might be beneficial. And then we just take it down when it, once the date's over. And it's also something you could send in an email. It's also mm-hmm. something you could publish to the Facebook page. It's also something you could push to Instagram stories. And so that you're not having to curate it yourself. You've already created it for all those platforms. So it, it would yeah. probably make it easier too. Sure. What do you think about moving, like if we've done a Facebook Live, putting that over on YouTube? I do tell people that save that content and put it on YouTube. Always create a custom thumbnail for it so that it's not like some random screenshot. Create a custom thumbnail, call out that it's a YouTube Live, and then make a playlist on your channel specifically for your YouTube, your, your Facebook Live video so that people know It's Facebook Live. If they want to binge on your content, then they have a whole playlist of lives. Just figure out what you focus on in that uh, video so that you can title it, tag it, and all that kind of stuff to get a search engine optimized to draw more attention to it and then put them into that playlist. So I think some people are going to be like, oh my gosh, so awesome, so excited. I'm ready to get started. I'm still nervous about putting my face out there, but I don't have a YouTube channel I literally don't even know what to do first. So can you walk us through if someone is brand new to YouTube? Like, obviously, they've watched YouTube videos. (laughs) What is YouTube? But they don't know how to make a channel or create the initial few things. What What should they focus on first? So to have a YouTube channel, you need to have a Google account. So if you don't have a Google email, set up a Google email, and then you can create your YouTube account. You're not going to be able to give your YouTube a custom link yet, so it won't be able to be youtube.com backslash your name. You need to have 100 subscribers and have been on YouTube for 30 days before you can get that custom link. Side note, once you make that custom link, it's in stone. You cannot change it again. So before you decide what your custom link is going to be, make sure you know what it is. And then I would suggest getting a channel banner up because this is your this is your advertisement. This is your billboard. If people come to your channel, that's the first thing they're going to see that's going to catch their eye. So put your name up there. I suggest trying to commit to an upload schedule. So if people start to come to your channel and you post on, you put on your channel banner, you know, new videos every Wednesday. People can start to remember to come back to your channel every Wednesday and watch those videos, expect new content from you. You should also have maybe what your value proposition is in like a tagline, like 
uh, easy YouTube tips for beginners. Say that's your your what you're focusing on. That's why people are coming to your channel. Put that on your channel banner as well, so people know what they're going to get from your vid- from your channel. And then I suggest maybe taking a few minutes or a day to create a channel trailer. And what's great about a channel trailer is not only can you use it on your YouTube, but then you can put it on your About Me page. So if people are finding you on your website and they're going to your about page, you also have that video to connect with people as well. And in that video, you can ask them to subscribe to your YouTube channel. If they're on your YouTube channel, they can easily do that. And if they're on your website, you can always put like a little button below your video. So all they have to do is click that and subscribe to your YouTube channel. So I would focus on those two main parts because those are what people are going to see first when they get to your channel. And if you don't have any content, I suggest creating a playlist of like, If you are a wedding planner, maybe you create a playlist of best wedding tips from experts, and then maybe you have some friends or colleagues that already have a YouTube channel, and you share their videos in that playlist. So if your audience is coming to your channel, they already see some content that you're curating, and they know that you're being helpful providing them, you know, some tips and tricks by suggesting other creators as well before you can get your content up there. Is that a strategy? Sorry. Is that a strategy that you still are using on your channel even after it's existing? So I know like we do this on Pinterest where we're sharing other helpful content, mm-hmm. stuff that is similar to ours, but not what we're going to post. Do you have channel or playlists like that on your YouTube channel still? I, I have my playlist of like best business tips from entrepreneurs or something like that. And why it's still great to have a playlist is if people come to your channel and they start watching your playlist, even if those videos are somebody else's videos, you're getting credit for, from YouTube for having people watch t- kind of your content because it's your playlist. And so you're keeping them on the YouTube platform longer by watching your playlist. And so you're building your authority by keeping people on the platform longer. Awesome. I was going to ask more about the trailer. So it's something that's been on our to-do list for a while uh-huh. and it just keeps getting put on the back burner just because we don't. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't been a priority. And mostly because I'm like, what do you say in a YouTube trailer? So talk to us about what are the kind of things you should include in that, you know, promo video and how can you make it a little less scary for people? So I suggest using it as like your about me page. So we craft our about me page in a way that's going to attract our audience. We don't really talk too much about ourselves at the very beginning. You want to let people know why they need to, what, how you're going to help them, right? Just like what your about me page is. So do that. Show off your personality. I know in my video, my about me video, I had some wine and some coffee and saying, you know, depending on the day, I may be sipping on this or that and just kind of make it fun. And if you need to loosen up and you want to have a glass of wine before you do it, just to show your personality because that's what people really want to see. And that's how they're going to connect with you. Yeah. I like, I'm excited. I think we need to like, that needs to get on the schedule. I like want to make it, I can like picture it and see what it's going to look like now. So yeah, I, I go ahead. I just know a lot of people get caught up and wrapped up in the whole editing process and wanting to make it like yes. super uh, special effects and graphics flying in from left and right, but make it simple for you. Do what you can do right now. All you need to do is just go into iMovie and I think it's like command 
B is blade and that cuts the clip, takes out the clips you don't want, and that's it. That's all you need to do. Start there. You don't need, people are coming to your con- your video to watch your content and be helped. Yeah. They're not coming to see some special graphics flying into the side and looping around your head or something like that. They want the content. What? I- <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, although really. Start with what you can do now. I love that. I think that takes a lot of pressure, especially off of video content for a lot of people. Of We're not expecting you to be Mori Folio Tuesday no tips yeah. videos this week. So, or ever, literally ever. So you do you now. Um, so let's talk and give some advice for people who maybe have their channel, but maybe aren't using it to its fullest advantage. They're wanting to clean it up. They're wanting to get it, you know, just more established and better. What are some areas we need to, to look at to maybe tweak? Definitely creating thumbnails. So if you don't have thumbnails yet for your video, that is That's your marketing material. If your video is popping up in a search engine search result for YouTube and your thumbnail isn't catching people's eyes, you're never going to get views on your video. So focus on creating thumbnails. Make sure they have like a common link so that they're all branded. So maybe you have like a hot pink border around the outside. So if people are scrolling through YouTube, they know, oh, that's Abigail's video because it has hot pink on the outside and they'll want to click that if they're a follower of yours. Or just make sure it's on brand so people recognize your brand image when it's on YouTube. I would definitely focus on getting those custom thumbnails because I know a lot of people don't do that enough. And then start organizing the front page of your channel by doing playlists. Start dividing up your content in types of content that you share, whether it's tips, tutorials, business side of stuff, social media side of stuff, whatever types of buckets of content you can create, start creating playlists and filling out all the playlist information. So the description of the playlist, because you can get playlist ranking in YouTube as well. So just focus on cleaning it up a bit. Those thumbnails are important. And I think a lot of people don't know how to customize their page. So there's a little gear icon on the front of YouTube. If you click on that and it's the middle slider button that says customize this channel, make sure that's turned on. And that's how your channel is going to have like the video up top and then the playlist listed instead of all of your actions listed in a straight down list. Like you subscribe to this person, you watch this view. If you don't have it customized, you're not going to get that this, the most recent video in the corner, and then the playlist listed down below. So definitely customize that channel layout. Yeah, I was surprised when I fooled around with it. I am definitely not a YouTube expert by any means, but it it has way more flexibility than most social media channels. Mm-hmm. Like you're used to your Facebook page where it's like, well, everyone's layoffs the same or, you know, Instagram, it, you're used to the nine square grid is just, that's just how everybody think everybody's looks. Mm-hmm. But on YouTube, you'd have a lot of opportunity to make it yours and to really make it how you want it to be. I mean, obviously, it's still going to look like YouTube. I mean, you're not going to change the way the platform looks, but you can adjust, you know, this grouping here and that grouping there. And I was... You can do it horizontal. You can do it vertical, break it up. So it's not just all vertical or all horizontal. Yeah. So if you have specific content you want to have up front, like, go for it. I... You could have your like most watched at the front or your most popular, or if you just want to like feature certain ones, you can have that. So 
It's pretty flexible. And I, I really liked that when we were getting started and it helped us build subscribers quickly. Yeah. I feel like I need to like go back and look at our channel. I don't think Emily knows anything about our channel. I literally know nothing. (laughs) I know that it looks pretty and there's good content there. (laughs) You can also add the link to your opt-in on your channel banner as well. So if you go into your about section and you edit your links, the first link that you have will be the biggest link. So you can put the most writing there and you can have grab my free worksheet here and that can be your first link on your channel banner as well. So talk to us about how you build, you know, people staying on your page or your building those subscribers, building people who want to come back. I mean, obviously you're going to ask them in your videos to mm-hmm. to stay and subscribe, but I think so often you go to YouTube and you look something up and you find what you want, and you move on, and you will never see this person again. And so how do you more effectively capture someone, not only for that one time they're searching for that one thing, but keep them coming back? So YouTube now has this really cool end card or end slate feature where you can instantly put like a subscribe button, which is your channel icon. So what I suggest doing at the end of your video before you wrap up, just kind of shifting yourself to one side of the video screen and just pointing. So point to one corner of your video and say, remember to subscribe by clicking here. And then when you go into YouTube, you can add that button so that they can easily click. You make it super easy by pointing to it. They know they can click it. And then you can also add suggested videos. So you can pick a video that you want to highlight, or you can allow the YouTube algorithm gods to pick the video they think is best for that viewer next. And so you can have that video beside you as well. So in your video, you can call out, make sure you subscribe. And if you're interested in watching more of my content, check out this video right here. And that gets them either subscribing, that can get them either um, to watching another video. Because just with marketing and being on social media, it's going to take people like five, six videos, you know, before they actually take action and subscribe to your channel. So just push that content out there if you can. Call out to watch this video next or subscribe to your channel here. And that's how you're really going to get people to continue watching especially if they came to your channel for your specific niche. So I talk a lot about YouTube. So if people came to my channel wondering a YouTube tip or a trick, and then I suggest another YouTube video, they're going to be like, oh, I need to know that as well. And it just gets them kind of down a rabbit hole of watching my videos. Yeah, which is, I feel like that's an easier way to keep people going down your rabbit hole Mm -hmm. than it is over on the blog because Mm -hmm. they have to like get to the end, like literally actively click that next link and, and look at the browsed article suggestions. But I feel like that that could be a more effective way to do that. And what you can do is if you upload a new video and you add it to a playlist, you can put that, that video as the first playing video in the playlist. And then you can share the playlist link out as your new video. And so people will watch that new video. Then the next video in the playlist will automatically play. Oh, fancy pants. So that kind of gets them in like a Netflix binge right away. <laughs> yeah. So real quick before we go into talk strategy to me, I'd love to hear from you. Like, how do you feel that YouTube, A, has really changed over the last like six months or a year and how has it 
truly changed like how you've been able to grow your business and what you've been able to provide that's been different everywhere else. Maybe we need to convince some last minute people who are like still on that fence of doing video, especially on YouTube, convince us more of why it's incredible. So YouTube is definitely focusing more on, you know, video content and especially live. So they they pretty much are competing with Facebook all the time. And so what I've been doing recently is going live on my channel once a week or every other week because you can optimize that video and you can start ranking that video as you're live. So people who are searching a topic, if you're live, they'll find your video. YouTube, just like Facebook, is pushing live to the top of the search results. So you're more likely to start to get those videos at the top, get more attention, more traffic to your videos as you go live. Then you also don't have to worry about editing because it's a live video. People know it's a live video. And so YouTube has really been pushing live content. Um, Once you get a 1,000 subscribers, as of right now, you can do live on your mobile device. They haven't pushed it to everybody yet. So that's another way it's starting to push live as well. And then your second question, why YouTube? Again, it just goes back to that search engine. There's no other video platform that has that search engine capability like YouTube and has the connection with Google that you can really capitalize on. So if you have a how-to video, people are typing how-to on Google how many times a day, how to do whatever it is. And if you could get your video up there, you instantly, especially if it's a topic they need to know more on. So they're just going down a rabbit hole of how to set up Instagram. And if you're an Instagram master and you have a whole bunch of videos, it just instantly gets them into that rabbit hole of your content. I had no idea you could even go live on YouTube Mm -hmm. on your channel. Yeah. I mean, okay. I've been hosting... yeah, it's the same when we when we do a live broadcast, like the old way we used to set up a hangout. Yeah, it's I a just hangout. keep it unlisted. You knew that we could do it. We've just never done it publicly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Abby's mind has just got blown. Uh, I just never saw the benefit of doing it publicly, <laughs> but I guess mm-hmm. I get it now. Crazy, guys. Slash. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so now everyone's overwhelmed. <laughs> You're, yeah. what the, which I'm is fine which is fine but if you could just help those people out and mm-hmm. like let's break it down what's three things people could do today three if they've never set up a youtube channel before and three if they already have a youtube channel mm-hmm. what are three things they could do today to just get started mm-hmm. so first get your YouTube channel set up. If you don't have a Google account, get your YouTube channel set up and get a channel banner up. Simple. Second, come up with some video ideas. Start researching. This also helps you come up with content for your blog. So it's kind of like getting two things done at once. Come up with those content ideas. My huge time saver is I film all my videos in one day. So uh, even they're like five minute videos. I will come up with at least 10 videos and film them back to back because I don't have time to look like this every day. I don't have time to put makeup on every day. So if you can start crafting your content so that you can set, pick a day that you have the house empty and film those videos, make them short and sweet, just focus on that content. That's how you can really start to get get started with YouTube is coming up with that content strategy and validating those ideas and then planning a filming day. That's how you're going to get started. Mm -hmm. 
I love it. Awesome. Well, why don't you tell everyone where they can go find you on YouTube and everywhere else online? I'm on YouTube at youtube.com backslash tips with Trina. And then everywhere else on social media, well, it's kind of different, different places. But I'm on Instagram mostly, Trina underscore little. And my website is trinalittle.com. So awesome. Thank you so much. That was super helpful. Thanks for having me. I love to talk YouTube. <laughs> Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.